You're listening to the STEM Press Podcast, where we talk all things science, technology, engineering, maths, manufacturing, and design, shedding light on what it's like to be a woman in STEM MD. Welcome, Shalini, and thank you for being our first interviewee um, for the podcast. Um, so basically, this is just a sample podcast for um, sort of like the J&J project that we're working on. Um, so basically, the first thing we want you to do is to just introduce yourself in 10 seconds, um, a quick rundown of your background, and then we can get going. So uh, my name is Shalini, Shalini Singh, and I'm a lecturer in the chemical science department in University of Limerick. And my background, so I come from India. I studied until master's in India, and then I decided to do a PhD abroad. And I found a PhD position opening in University of Ireland, where in the footnote, it was written that the candidate will be uh, trained on transmission electron microscope. And that just made me so much interested to apply for it. Finally, I got the PhD position and I'm well trained in all the fancy TM microscopes <laughs> of all time. So I'm very proud of that. And uh, after coming here, I just loved nano and everything to do with nanocrystals, the cute little things of my nice little nano world. And uh, how much we can do there and how much we can change the surface and the properties and everything of a particular device, depending on how the atoms are joined together. So this really was so much interesting that I enjoyed my four years of PhD. I finished my PhD from Limerick and I wanted to do a postdoc somewhere with a big fancy group. So I went to Belgium uh, and I started my postdoc with Professor Zier Hens and I entered a new aspect of nanocrystal field and from there I started applying for academic position. Luckily back in Limerick there was a position opening and I got it and I'm back to somewhere where I actually can call second home because <laughs> most of the friends I made in life actually still live here. Wow <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> so yeah and uh, now I'm trying to make a difference in the life of my PhD students, my postdocs, and my undergrads, if I can. Which do you prefer doing? Do you prefer teaching or research? I actually like both of them. Yeah. Uh, research doesn't go always very good. You know, there are there are 100 failed experiments and then one good experiment. So it is always a kind of a thing that you go through a roller coaster of not a good day, not a good moment, but sometimes it just, you know, you're up to the point that you really want to go and celebrate. But when it comes to teaching, I always find it as the good place because mm -hmm. uh, there, this is something that every time I'm stressed about work and funding and research or something, teaching is the happy place where I know that I can impart the knowledge and it is going in a good direction. Mm -hmm. and it reflects back from all the questions I get from the students or their assessment or you know, the emails itself, like it is always my happy place. And all your memes. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You've taught three of us now, and I think we can all say that it's really obvious that you're very passionate about about teaching. Um, so did you always think you were going to be a teacher? Was that always your plan? Or did you think you'd be more into research or something else? Or did it just happen? It, teaching just happened because I like okay I grew up in a small town and 
uh, in my neighborhood, like one of the family had a guy like who was like 15 years older than me, who was a biotechnologist or genetic engineer, and he married a genetic engineer. And they were my fancy couple, and I just wanted to be like them, you know, because <laughs> sheep. And I was like, you know, that there was this picture of Dolly sheep in my book, and I was just just so much into it that you can code and decode a genetic material, and it's amazing. But life always doesn't go like that. So I didn't get to do genetic engineering because after finishing my undergrad, when I was planning to go ahead to another city where there are good colleges of biotechnology and everything. I lost my I lost my father and I was the eldest child, so I cannot leave my younger brother and sister and my mom alone. So I ended up doing something which was there in the university, which had a reputation. And in my university, the only reputation in my hometown was in chemistry. So I ended up doing chemistry, which I never liked actually. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I was so much into biotechnology that I always thought rest all is just, you know nothing and I'm here coding genetic material yeah <laughs> uh, I ended up doing chemistry and my teachers were just so amazing that one of them said that look I know your situation and you hate the course and you're super depressed and whatever but look this is a book <laughs> I to do the organic mechanism decoding and you will like it and once you study chemistry you can always go to biochemistry and from there to biotechnology or any other subject. So chemistry is always the root of all the subjects. So try to look it into as a universal subject and go wherever you want to do PhD. And uh, he was my organic chemistry teacher. And I used to say like the whole university used to say that he has the power to hold the time because when he talks and when he gives you a lecture, you just cannot think about anything else. It's always the electron moving with the arrow to make a new product. So we were so like fascinated by his work that at the end I started loving chemistry and uh, here I am doing research but then research also goes into industrial academics and I choose academic because it gives you a freedom to do research on the things you are passionate about and it comes with teaching. I've never been a teacher and your course was my first course where I brought in cookies so <laughs> see, I'm still learning how to teach, but it will go fine. You're definitely the only lecturer I had that gave cookies. <laughs> I was so disappointed. I was always so scared to answer one of your questions, but I'd always be so bitter because I never got a cookie. <laughs> and they looked so good. <laughs> Actually, everyone asked me not to do this because it's not possible for other professors to come up with cookies and stop doing it. And I'm like, <laughs> You're just setting the bar too high. <laughs> <laughs> so knowing what you know now would you have changed at all your career path now because you seem very happy in your your career right now would you have changed if if you didn't have to do chemistry would you have chosen to do what you originally wanted to uh to be honest I will tell you a lot in on honest honesty that Technically, I met a guy who was a biotechnologist and I ended up marrying him. And I love and I'm very proud of the fact that I'm a chemist and not a biotechnologist. <laughs> 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 so I'm happy to be a chemist, but if I had to go back, 
I would definitely give more preference to all the subjects because at that time we were not taught about, you know, we were not trained in a way that science is interdisciplinary. It is about maths, it is about physics as well, in the same way it is about biology and it is about chemistry. And I kind of abandoned physics and mathematics at the very start of my, like, you know, in the middle of my schooling because I thought it's not going to help me. I have a career somewhere in biology. And for that, I had to study chemistry because that's an associated subject. So I went with bio and chemistry, but uh, leaving mathematics and physics behind was not a good thing because now I go to YouTube videos and watch how to do this particular equation and things. <laughs> I regret not studying it properly at school and college. So yeah, I would have given more preference to, you know, interdisciplinarity of this whole technology and science rather than just focusing on one thing. So do you think if you're going into maybe an undergrad that you're better off doing, you know, general science rather than picking, say I do f food science, picking something maybe more, more broad? In my opinion, food science is good, but at least it's school level. Like, you know, here I see uh, people not having a chemistry uh, subject as an option okay. in school. So, and most of the time it's because of fear that it's going to be boring or it's going to be too challenging or something. And to be honest, it's not. And if you do that at school level, because I left physics and mathematics at school, thinking exactly yeah. the same thing that, you know, it's going to be like, I'm going to be not passing all the things together or like I might have to take grinds for tuition or that. So because of the fear, I left a couple of things and uh, the same thing people do uh, in here as well in school. So in my opinion, take physics, chemistry, mathematics, at least, you know, the basic primary thing. And then at BSc level, go for whatever you are passionate for. That is uh, for sure fine. But having like, for example, not studying, for example, here, like, you know, chemistry at leaving cert, but then you are kind of forced to study general chemistry anyways. Yeah. So that kind of gives you so much stress at this level that, okay, I didn't do chemistry, but now I have to do chemistry and I don't know anything how to do this. So these things, you know, make to hate, make you to hate the subject even more, you know? So rather than doing that, start losing the fear of subjects because in BSc, when you go after first year, you anyways have choice. If you're not comfortable with any subject, you can leave it. But definitely up to school time, challenge yourself because your brain is way more intelligent than you know you think you are. So yeah. Um, so one of the aims of our podcast is kind of to give people from all different backgrounds an insight of what it's like being a woman in STEM and We'd also like to, I guess, explore things about being a woman in STEM that aren't typically discussed. So one of the things we wanted to ask you, of course, if you're comfortable with answering, is what are some of the best and worst moments in your personal career in STEM that, I guess, were influenced by your gender, if that makes any sense? Yes. Uh, plenty, plenty of them. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, until two or three years ago, I never considered myself a woman in science. I just considered myself another candidate who is highly competitive and who is going to just, you know, be there. 
I never considered that I'm a woman and I like, you know, it was a genderless society for me. Yeah. But then I started applying for jobs and this and that. And few things like, for example, one time before application of my first academic job, I went to a professor whom I knew and I thought I will ask for, can you give me a reference letter? Because, you know, you know me. And he was like, I don't think research and teaching is for you. You're not good at it. So maybe you should just, you know, go and do an education degree for like teaching maybe nursery kids or something like that. And he just said, and I never asked for his opinion. <laughs> I just asked for it. <laughs> it's like, okay. And I really thought him as a wise man and a very intelligent man. And coming back from him, I still don't know if it was something to do with me being a woman in science or me being a horrible scientist or whatever it was. But it was very, not a very nice comment to get from someone. But then that leads to a stress and anxiety and depression and a very low self-confidence but when whenever you have these kind of uh, moments you also have people whom you can talk to and always find those people and I have two mentors actually here from UL that and at that time I was in Belgium and I came back here for a day for a reunion party and I talked to them and that was the best thing I have ever done, <laughs> like taking a flight for a day and coming here to attend a reunion party when I was like literally in depression. And just talking to them, I was like, are you a fool? Like just based on one person's opinion, you're going to quit science. And they were, and they both are also men. And they both mm -hmm. just changed the whole course of like, just stop doing that. Like focus on yourself. You have achieved so much in life. So start applying. And the, academic position that I actually asked a reference for my first academic position, I straight away went to the interview round, which was a four round of interview session. So then the confidence came back. No, 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 he's wrong. I'm right. And mm -hmm. I started applying more. And here I am. And things like that will happen to, I think, everyone. Disregard of the fact that maybe more to female, because they're mm -hmm. always the easy target. <laughs> but men also go through the same thing. Mm -hmm. So yeah. This will always happen. And uh, sometimes because I'm now in that phase of the, this whole feminism that women are given chances because women are underrepresented, right? Mm -hmm. And that also makes whenever you get a chance and you are actually qualified to actually do that. Although I compete for the same interview that every other man did and I got it because mm -hmm. I was worthy of it. Still, I used to get a lot of comments on like, oh, you're here because you're a woman. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So these yeah. <laughs> just, just like, yeah. seriously, dude, like I was, yeah. I was really good in that interview. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, it's like, I'm just as qualified. You can't just say that. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. remember one of my course mates, because I'm doing co-op next year. I remember him saying, well, you guys, you girls are going to have an easier an easier chance of getting placement because you're women so it'll be easier for you and I I I just disagreed <laughs> like I understand that obviously there's a movement nowadays to increase the amount of women working in STEM but that doesn't really make it any easier for us we're still yeah. competing with the same mm -hmm. amount of people and that doesn't diminish our achievements either Exactly. I feel like when people say stuff like that, it undermines women who achieve yeah. anything in STEM because 
then there's this mindset of, oh, it's just because you're a woman. And yeah, <laughs> I mean, I got I got the best job I can actually think of coming from a really small town of India, coming all over here and teaching you guys and doing research at the forefront of nanocrystal science and everything. Still getting the whole comment of like, you're a woman, that's why you're here. It kind of kills the whole confidence there. Yeah. And <laughs> that's one thing that you will get this comment all the time. Like literally, wherever you work, you will get this comment. But don't take it seriously. There are always the sour losers. <laughs> That's all. And just you're here because you are worth it. That's it. And try to keep achieving more and more and as much as you can. And once upon a time, there will be a time that you will be over here and the people who were thinking you're a woman are still here. You know, it takes it takes a lot of difference that every person has to make in their attitude that women are not always meant to do like you know this household work or something it and it's never going to be easy for you either ever don't you ever think that it's going to be easy i'm here from morning eight o'clock to evening eight o'clock in the office working because these are the only prime times that i can actually work and grow because as I get older, I will have more responsibilities and this and that. So I'm still having the energy to, you know, keep proceeding. So I'm pushing hard as much as I can. So and you will also do the same. And it doesn't make you or anyone to actually believe on the fact that you are here or you're given this chance because you're a woman. You are worth it. And I've seen so many women who are like amazing leaders in my own department actually that I just idolize and I'm like I want to be there where they are and once upon a time we will be there hopefully <laughs> that's so inspiring <laughs> so was there ever a moment in your career that you wish you did something different in the situation actually the same moment when I was told I'm not worth of rather than yeah. just saying thank you and going back I should have mm-hmm. actually questioned why do you think it is? Yeah. And yeah. is it racist or is it sexist? Or it is just mm-hmm. your opinion because I'm just not good enough for your level or something. Mm-hmm. It would have been better to actually confront these kind of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, there will be so many times that you will get like sexist comments on. Like, you know, oh, people are just going to look at you. They're never going to be learning from you, you know? If you're wearing like uh, a dress to lecture or something and I was like that's fine if just looking at me can make them learn good things let them learn <laughs> <laughs> no that goes to show more about them if they're gonna get distracted yeah. by something like that it's exactly. not about you so I remember hearing this thing and it was something along the lines of if anyone says anything racist or sexist in a joking manner, you should always question them because whenever they have to explain mm-hmm. themselves, they mm-hmm. never really have a good reason to say what they're saying. Yeah. I think a yeah. lot of women, whenever they find themselves in a situation like that, we just have to smile and laugh. That's what we're taught to do. Mm-hmm. So No, definitely don't. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. once someone said something to me and it was a very offensive comment that I should not actually speak on public forum. And uh, I just was like, I didn't understand. And he said that, oh, it was just a joke. And I was like, I didn't get the joke. Could you explain me? And then he was like, you're so rude. You don't really care about people's opinion, this and that. And he left. 
but <laughs> to that it never happened to me again so you know these kind of things will come in your life as well so be strict in that and was there anything that drove that confidence to start questioning those comments people make because i feel like we all get them and like althea said you laugh it off like yeah. i had something that happened to me literally last week <laughs> and you just you laugh it off because in the moment you don't know what to do you kind of freeze mm-hmm. so is there anything that kind of pushed you to start being able to say things or to start like replying to the people who would make comments that they shouldn't be making well this actually have started getting this conference just very recently and it took a lot of time for me as well someone mentoring me like my mentors here keep mentoring me about you know you're not here to take comments like this and this and that so every time a situation happens where i'm not able to say anything the next day in the shower i will repeat the whole situation and my perfect it took me like so many years to actually like train myself as well to come back to these kind of things and say that it wasn't a joke and it's not appropriate to say and it's still like i'm in a process and learning so out of five situation i'll answer back on two of them and not three of them because i'm just too afraid especially if it comes from a person i kind of respect or you know i don't want to be in bad books of someone or something it doesn't but i think as i've grown older and older these situations have also kind of like you know became very less in numbers like as i because i think maybe it's because uh, maybe it's because of covid and i don't meet people anymore <laughs> could be also because as you grow mature your company changes and the people that you're talking to now are also in the same kind of scenario and same kind of you know uh culture that uh, you are um uh and ed- advocating for so it becomes better and better with time but yeah you will you will get these comments always i guess to round things off uh do you have any tips like top 3 tips just really quick and short things that you would advise people to help with their careers or even their confidence just general tips you have so first thing that i keep advocating for take care of your mental health it is very important especially for your generation because at my generation when i was in college i didn't know what is mental health and i was in depression for so many different things for my not having a parent or not getting the best career i was meant to be and you know all these things so when you mm-hmm. get these kind of depressive situations or anxiety or stress talk to someone but please don't stress yourself because that has a long life impact on your health mm-hmm. and it is hard then for you to go and progress further so don't struggle with it talk to people there are so many services available that will be definitely my first <laughs> advice to every youngster here and specifically in pandemic and the second thing is that always keep driving for excellence don't really matter like look success will come it doesn't have to be just straight away success and short time success if you go for excellence you will get a really long time success so just keep focusing on the main target rather than just looking for short lived success stories you know mm-hmm. so go for the big deal and give all of what you have all your energy there and you'll be fine third thing anytime something sexist or racist happen to you please advocate for it and please stand up for yourself 
no one is going to save you if you're not going to save yourself. So, you know, there's a lot of like the whole woman being underrepresented and everything. We all have a big portion of responsibility for that. Because I myself see there is a lot of people doing undergrads. There's a lot of people doing PhD. But when it comes to postdoc and lecturer and professorship application, only three application from females when there are 50 from men. Why? Why people like why women don't believe in themselves that they can actually get the leadership positions. So yeah. that's what my focus is like. Don't give up on yourself in any time in your career. Go for the big deal and you will be there. And until that time, I'm here to support you. Thank you so much for uh, talking to us and taking time out of your very busy schedule from <laughs> eight to eight. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. Yeah, this has been in invaluable. Thank you so much. It was so lovely to talk to you. <laughs> you guys too are really lovely to talk to, to be honest. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast sample episode. For updates on our podcast, please follow us on Instagram at STEM Press Podcast. We would also appreciate your feedback on this sample episode and have a survey linked on our Instagram.